Well, uh, my name is Brian LeCompte. Uh, thank you for being on 10 Minutes Together. So our topic is Christians and the election. And my question for you is, are Christians obligated to vote for anyone? So I just want to, you know, clarify that uh, thoughts here on obligated to vote for anyone. I, I guess since we have a small amount of time, I'm only talking about the presidential election because I think there's lots of elections that go on in our country that are important. But uh, all the firestorm and social media stuff is only about, you know, are we going to do Trump or Biden this year? And Last election cycle was Trump or Hillary. So I'll start off by saying, no, actually, you're not obligated to vote for anybody, a Christian. And, and, and nobody is, whether Christian or not. But Christians especially are not obligated to vote for anybody. And, and here's, here's why. One of the reasons that this is so divisive for a lot of Christians, to me, is like a more important question to ask, is why do you think that, that voting is, is one of your most important political activities? I've seen a lot of Christians go to pastors who use time in the pulpit when they're preaching on a Sunday morning to address some policy issue. Maybe it's abortion, maybe it's homosexual marriage or something like that. And people will come up to them and they'll say, you know, you, you know, pastor, you really shouldn't talk politics in the pulpit. And then there's the other side of the aisle where people are like, you know, well, I'm glad that he talked politics in the pulpit because, you know, politics is important. And, and uh, we're Christians and we ought to stand for something. And for both of those people, I just want to ask, like, wh like, why do you think, you know, if you're the kind of person who goes, my pastor really shouldn't be doing that, but you're going, but you have to vote. You know, wh why do you think that's the most political activity you do as a Christian is to vote in a presidential election or the other side of the aisle? You know, if you're just super gung-ho about being an activist, um, why do you think that voting is the most important thing that you do? There's a whole lot of political you know, activities that Christians do. I mean, we need to start thinking about that the fact that Christians raise their children is a political activity. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to, to form a specific kind of future um, in the country. And so, so I would say no, you don't, you don't have to. That's the most important question. When it comes to Hillary, you know, or Trump, and usually arguments are, let's do the lesser of two evils, kind of a thing. It's, it's, a, right. it's a, some form of that. Lesser right. Um, that argument just doesn't, doesn't work for me. You know, um, the plug your nose and cast your vote. Yeah. Right. Me. Yeah. And, and usually when you say, I don't really want to do that. And somebody's like, well, then you don't get a chance to complain about what happens. And it's like, right. well, what if you vote for somebody and they do something terrible? You know, Hitler was elected. Like, <laughs> There was right. nobody who voted for him being able to complain after, you know, so, um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, I get, I get where it's coming from. I don't want to say that people are just ignorant. Like I get it. You know, I think one of the most important things that happened for me when I, before I came to this position where I actually don't vote in these elections, um, for a principal reason, I went to a discussion at DTS. It was kind of an informal discussion in their bookstore like before the last election cycle. Daryl Bach was, saying one of the things that he wish, wishes Christians would do is just to have a little bit more patience with each other. We're all, we're all caught in a really tough decision, you know, and, uh, and even have patience with people who don't want to vote. Cause I've found that like, you know, people already have a prepared answer for if I were to go, I'm voting for Hillary or I'm voting for Trump uh, or I'm voting for Biden. But when I told, when I tell them, yeah, I don't vote. They're like, 
even more angry at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I just, you know, I think that um, we just need to realize that every election cycle, it seems like our two options are even worse than the, the last two options we had before. And um, I think that's a bigger thing. So, yeah, I think one of the most ironic things um, with this particular election and the last, and really I can only speak to those because those are the only two elections that I was really an adult for uh, that it mat you know it mattered. Um, neither have any commitment to following a crucified God at all. Um, and yet speaking for speaking for Christians here on the progressive left and on the right, um, they are both trying to, they're both saying the same thing. They're both saying Christ would want this form of justice or Christ would want this policy they're both trying to establish some sort of Christendom, which I find very ironic uh, about the whole thing, yeah. uh, specifically because that's never going to happen. Not in a million yeah. billion years will that ever actually happen. And that's not <laughs> to say that we shouldn't hope to establish. I mean, I, I do think there's something to be said about living somewhere where you have the ability to um, establish principles that are good for people. Um, you know, safeguards against utter brutality. You know, I think you should, Christians should care about those things. I don't mean to say we should wish or be okay with a descent into utter chaos. That's not what I mean to say. But when it comes to this battle of an election between two people who sh do not share my values in the least in a platform that is supposed to represent 300 plus million people across 50 different states. And all of those states have cities and all of those states have extremely rural areas. These, these are different cultures uh, rural America is a very different culture. They have very different concerns. They have very different priorities. And it's not wrong that those priorities or concerns aren't the same as the people who live in a major metropolis. And yeah, yeah. to me, it just seems strange to think that one man or woman as a president has the ability to speak to and establish laws for or set principles for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, I mean, especially when you're bringing up the rural communities, right? Like there's a reason that when America was, was founded, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that says America was founded on Christian principles. Um, they were actually probably founded on deist principles, but um, you know, there's a reason why at the beginning, um, the local governments had almost all authority and the state governments had a little bit, you know, a little bit higher and they were more, in, more involved in the average citizen's individual life and had, you know, the laws affected you more. And the national government was kind of like, a lot of people really didn't even participate in it. Um, right. And it's because, like you said, like anybody who's tried to plan a trip with 
more than 10 people <laughs> knows how difficult it is for everybody to have a shared vision in order for that trip to work well, you know? And so yeah. like you meant like 300 and the only person that can, that can cast a vision with enough transcendence to, to, to bring people together is, is Christ. And so these elections just really shouldn't matter that much. Well, I like your take and uh, I want to end this with just a couple of quick questions. Uh, I'm going to throw you some curveballs here. If you had to move to any state, someone was forcing you to move to a state in which you have not lived, where would you move? Probably North Carolina. Um, the guy I just spoke to also said North Carolina. There's a lot of beauty in that state. You know, if I want to go to the mountains, I can go to the mountains. If I want to go to the beach, I can go to the beach. Oh, yeah. I want to go listen to a cool lecture. Or I'll go listen to, you know, go to the research triangle or whatever. It's, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. last question. If you could recommend one book to anyone... What would you recommend? Uh, so that 25 tough. seconds. <laughs> you asked the worst question for a seminary student, you know, because they, they never have one favorite book. So I don't want to give multiple books because that'd be, that'd be dumb. I'll give one I've read recently that I think fits with the content that I think, I think the average Christian can get with. It's the Benedict option by Rod Dreher. Interesting. Uh, I have not heard of that one. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you do in the post-Christian context that our culture and our politics are moving to interesting well thank you brian for being on the show i really appreciate you coming on thanks it was a pleasure